I think most of us would have to agree that preventative health care is probably one of the more sensible and effective pathways to safeguard our long-term health. But unfortunately, as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of us placed our routine health screenings on hold. And to back this up, according to a 2021 Kaiser Foundation survey, consider this, 38% of women tabled getting their routine checkups and tests during the height of the pandemic. Welcome back to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller, and joining me today is Mihaela Vince, public health expert for nonprofit Transamerica Institute, and she'll be diving into a list of recommended health screenings for women's health. Well, Mihaela, it's good to have you back with us again. Yeah, it's good to be back. Now, before we jump in, let's talk about the primary reasons health screenings are considered so important. Health screenings can detect small yet meaningful changes in your health long before you experience any symptoms. And these measures can potentially prevent symptoms from even occurring through early intervention. So if you're someone who hasn't kept up with routine medical appointments and health screenings, now is the time to schedule them. Well, one of my grandmothers who was a registered nurse was often fond of saying, an ounce of prevention trumps a pound of cure or something to that effect. But regardless, the underlying message here inherently supports this line of thinking. So let's break things down, starting with the types of screenings women should be looking to prioritize. Yeah, and and there are quite a few. Just want to inform listeners that I will be going over a baseline list of preventative care screenings that are generally recommended. But just remember that this list is not all-encompassing and is simply intended to inform. Ultimately, a discussion with your doctor or healthcare provider is recommended to determine which screenings are right for you. Great point, Mahela. And really, listening to your doctor is vital to know what screenings are right for you. Okay, then, why don't we begin with screenings for 18 to 39-year-olds? What recommendations do you see as appropriate for this age group? I just want to begin by saying that these the screenings that I'm going to cover are the ones that you should begin in this age group, but should continue later on in life as well. And of course, always check in with your doctor. Agreed. It's in your best interest to maintain the practice of getting routine health care regardless of your age. So what's your first screening recommendation? My first screening recommendation is the physical exam. Even if you think you're healthy, an annual physical exam is really important. During physical exams, your doctor can screen for disease, assess your risk for certain health conditions that might arise in the future, and update your vaccinations. This is also a great opportunity to get to know your doctor as well as build a relationship with them. Exactly. A trusting doctor relationship is invaluable. I've been pretty fortunate to have maintained one over the years where we were able to establish an easy rapport up front, allowing for good, open, honest, and sensitive communication, which I, I might add includes the fact that she's a really good listener. And while I'm polishing her halo, I've been grateful to have a doctor that also keeps current and possesses an acute awareness of the medical trends and issues of the day. And just a final thought I want to add, Mihaela, as we age, uh, we might want to consider a medical practice that possesses some bench strength in the eventual retirement of your doctor, because this will aid in ensuring a smooth transition and selecting your next primary care doctor. To this point, I've recently had some conversations with some friends who lament the fact that their long-term doctor, who they've been with for years, um, you know, was retiring, and they basically were left scrambling. And let's face it, it's not a comfortable position to find yourself looking for, you know, that type of doctor that you have the faith and, and trust in. So now, Mihaela, what other types of screenings uh, should women be pursuing? 
Well, I just want to say a smooth transition is indeed important in ensuring that you keep up with those preventative screenings. And the next screening I want to talk about is skin cancer screening. So these types of screenings are important because when abnormalities in the tissue is found early, it might be a lot easier to treat. According to the Skin Cancer Foundation, it is recommended that women perform self-exams regularly to check for new spots, changes in existing spots, or anything that looks unusual or suspicious on their skin. Now, providers may check for skin cancer annually, especially for those who are at high risk. I hear you there, Mahala. It's essential for those at high risk to have skin cancer screenings more frequently And as we pointed out in the past, to not go overboard with the the sun worshiping uh, by avoiding prolonged exposure to those ultraviolet rays. As I mentioned in a previous episode, a number of my peers, male and female, are unfortunately confronting some of the fallout that, uh, you know, that's included some serious cases of uh, skin cancer. Now, moving on with the topic of screenings, what else have you got for the 18 to 39-year-old set? I'm sorry to hear about your peers. The next screening I have for the 18 to 39 year old group is blood pressure. Blood pressure readings are important so that you can have a good idea about your risk for conditions such as heart disease and stroke. According to the CDC, blood pressure should be checked every three to five years. However, it may need to be checked a little more often, and I'm talking annually for some women depending on their risk factors. Another good point, and on a personal note, I discovered my blood pressure was suddenly way out of control. And fortunately, my doctor seized on that. And with some diet and exercise modifications, along with some low dosage of medication, I feel much better now. And she gives me that proverbial gold star at my annual checkup. And, you know, that's a good thing. Now, what other testing recommendations have you got for us? Yeah, the next um, testing, the next screening recommendation I have for the 18 to 39 year old age group is the lipid profile. A lipid profile is a group of tests that measure the amount of fats and cholesterol in the blood. According to Johns Hopkins Medicine, uh, these fats are important to the health of our cells, but they can be harmful when they build up in the blood. Women who are 20 years old can begin to have regular lipid profile screenings if they have risk factors for coronary heart disease, and that's according to Harvard Medical School. However, women with no known risk factors for coronary heart disease can begin a lipid profile screening at age 45. I think what we're saying basically is that screenings are just really so key and important to take advantage of, which in turn could go a long way in ensuring we not only stay healthier, but for longer too. So let's take a look at the next bracket. What type of screening processes would you recommend for women who are between the ages of 40 and 64? Breast cancer screening is really important. A mammogram is the most effective way to find breast cancer early and when it's the easiest to treat, according to the CDC. Women can have their first mammogram between 40 and 50 with the guidance of their doctor. However, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force recommends beginning at 50 and repeating the test every one to two years until 75 for women with an average risk for breast cancer. The next screening I want to talk about has to do with colon cancer. Screenings for colon cancer can detect precancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they become cancerous. According to the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, these screenings should begin at age 45. Normal colonoscopy should be repeated every 10 years, whereas normal stool screenings should be repeated annually. Well, it looks like we keep coming back to my grandmother's preferred adage and that it's uh, far better to prevent disease or illness than to treat people after the fact. 
Now, moving on up the ladder, what type of screenings would be recommended for those, say, ages 65 and beyond? For this age group, an osteoporosis screening is recommended. This type of screening is important because they can warn you about issues with your bones before you experience a fracture or a break. The U.S. Preventative Services Task Forces recommend that women who are 65 have their first DEXA bone density screening for osteoporosis, which should be repeated as determined by their physician. However, postmenopausal women who are younger than 65 who are at an increased risk of osteoporosis can have this screening earlier. Well, Mihaela, thank you for coaching as well as providing us with a greater awareness regarding preventative services and screenings that women really should be prioritizing for their health. And not to put a too fine a point on things, I, I think a quick recap of these services would be in order. So let's just review. The following action items would include physical exams, skin cancer screenings, blood pressure readings, lipid profile screenings, colon cancer screenings, and finally, osteoporosis screenings. Bottom line, just remember to check with your doctor as to what's best for you and your health. Now, Mahela, where can listeners go to learn more? I just want to reiterate the point that they can always go to their doctors um, about which screenings they're due for. But if they want to learn more about screenings in general, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force is an excellent resource to turn to for evidence-based recommendations about screenings. Thanks, Mahela. And if you'd like to check out any of the source materials mentioned today, visit transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast to review the episode's transcript. And if you have comments, feedback, or topic ideas, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you won't miss an episode of Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about health and wellness, employment, financial literacy, longevity, and retirement. You can find our weekly podcast on WIPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast. Your Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance. <laughs>